Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Haven't talked to this guy in a while. Looking forward to talking to Scott Shanley now, Saints Super Bowl champion, played linebacker in the NFL for 10 years. Saints and LSU analyst for Your View Gulf South Sports. Scott, how are you, man? It's been a while. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just trying to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Uh, listen, uh, I'm sure you're you're not missing the fact that the Saints are headed up to Cleveland, where it could be minus 16 degrees uh, at game time. Uh, uh, no, it, I I checked the weather and I thought that I was looking at the wrong day in the wrong city. I'm like, there's just there's no way. And then I started cross referencing, looking back at some of the games, and and it's got to be one of the coldest games in Saints history. I definitely know it's the coldest game since the Sean Payton era started because the coldest game I can remember this team playing is maybe the Philadelphia playoff game they won or our NFC championship game against Chicago, but never negative temperatures. It's, you know, it's a big reason why my last two years, I turned down that Kansas city chiefs offer and stayed at home in the dome. I knew, I knew, I knew where uh, an aging linebacker needed to stay in play. <laughs> oh, this is a little bit of breaking news. I didn't know you had an offer from Kansas city back in the day. Uh, you kept out, you snuck that one in there, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, it was before the 2010 season, so it was a two-year deal. Kansas City came in, and uh, fortunately for me, the the Saints matched it and kept me there, and, and it ended up being a great deal. And I think, you know, I'd never tell Mickey Loomis this, but I would end up staying in New Orleans for less money. It was home. It was where my kids were born and raised, and, and I loved it. So uh, I had to play the leverage game, though. I missed a couple of days of training camp, so it was all good. Yeah, look, you, you, strike while the iron's hot, man. You, you can only get your <laughs> you, you can only get your pay. You know, you're you're limited in terms of NFL players. There's only a finite amount of time that you can get that money. Um, Scott, what's wrong with the Saints right now? Five and nine. I, I mean, you know, they they just look like a football team that at times lacks some discipline. Some of their big time playmakers are not making enough big time plays. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot wrong with this team. And I think at this point in the season, if you would ask me this, you know, in September, October, I'd say, hey, let's give us some time and see where this team can go. Because I'm, I'm telling you, when this team is healthy, they, they are the best team in the NFC South. And I don't care about the quarterback position. I don't care about Tom Brady being in Tampa. That's why I thought this team was good enough to win the NFC South. There have been – it has just been – you know, you don't like to come up with excuses because everybody has injuries. I get it. But – not the type of injuries the Saints have had. When you talk about the impact players that have missed the, in, in the offensive line, whether it's been Lattimore, whether the receiver position, um, it's just been one thing after another. It seems like when one guy gets healthy, another guy goes out. I think that inconsistency with the same lineups every week has been the biggest problem with this team. You haven't got an idea of, of who can emerge as the leader. And then secondly, I, Andy Dalton has played good football. He's done more than I think the Saints expected him to do when he came to New Orleans. But that being said, I think a lot, a lot of people had high hopes that Jameis Winston would emerge into that number one overall pick and it would take care of, of that missing no first-round pick, no future of the franchise, no face of the franchise. That just never happened. So I think anytime you have questions about the quarterback position and guys aren't healthy and you have a new head coach, 
um, you kind of end up with this type of season. But but uh, in all honesty, I never expected this. Scott, you knew Dennis Allen when he was the defensive backs coach here in New Orleans during your Super Bowl run. What kind of leader is he? But listen, Dennis, I, I was talking about this to somebody after the game the other day, and I don't feel like we've we as fans in the city has have gotten to see the real personality of Dennis Allen. There is there is a lot more fire and arrogance and cockiness, kind of like a Sean Payton to Dennis Allen than we've seen. And I think, you know, I think part of the reason we have not seen the real personality come out of Dennis is because he hasn't won games, because his team hasn't won games. And when you're a first-year head coach taking over for Sean Payton, I think he's playing it a little close to the vest in terms of the way he handles the media. I want to see the Dennis Allen emerge. I want to see this team win because I think I've seen the Dennis Allen that, that I know standing in front of a defensive meeting room, and he's the same guy in 2006 when he was just a assistant defensive line coach. It was the same guy that Scott Fajita and I looked at each other and said, man, this guy's special. This guy's going to be moving up the ranks. This guy is, is, a, heck of a, is a heck of a coach, and he did. He, he vaulted up the ranks fast. But I think I want to see the team win some games because I think we'll see the, the real Dennis Allen once he builds that cachet a little bit. So you's got, you, you say he's got it in him. He's got, oh, I, yeah, he's got some brashness to I, him. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I kind of laugh and get a little bit frustrated when people say, Dennis comes off as, as quiet, kind of boring, kind of repeats the same thing, and it's just the same old thing every week. I'm like, man, that's not the guy I remember in our defensive meeting rooms because it was a lot of fire. It was a lot of um, – well, there's some rah rah to Dennis. He can get you going. And I just don't think because, you know, it's his first year. And, and I think, go back to not winning enough. When you don't win enough, you, you play things close to the vest. Because, listen, Sean Payton was not Sean Payton until he started winning some games in New Orleans. I remember a Sean Payton in Dallas way different than the Sean Payton that emerged in New Orleans after we went to the NFC Championship game, won a Super Bowl. When you win those type of games, you can you can stand up there with your with your chin up and your chest back a little bit or chest out a little bit. And we just haven't reached that point with Dennis yet. Yeah, it's it's almost like Scott. Bear with me on this analogy. Like, you know, Sean was sometimes combative with the media, right? Um, but it looked upon the fans like cheered, like, "Yeah, that a boy, that's my coach." It's like, um, remember the movie Bull Durham when Crash Davis was telling Nuke, "Hey, when you win twenty games in the show, then you can grow fungus on your shower shoes, and <laughs> and the press will think you're colorful. Until then, yeah. you're a slob." So, like, you get what I'm saying here? Does that does that analogy make sense? What one thousand percent, and I agree with it completely. And you know, some guys just don't win enough early on, and they're out of the building before they get to show who they truly are. Because you know, in two thousand six and two thousand seven, two thousand eight, if Sean Payton goes three and thirteen and he's out of there, nobody knows who the real Sean Payton is. And and I I don't want that to happen with Dennis because I think there is a really good head coach in there that we haven't gotten to see in terms of the way he handles the media and the, and the way he comes off and portrays himself and projects himself because he's a little bit guarded still. And I think a lot of it's just frustration with not winning games. And, and you know, th this roster is really good. I'm not sure how many guys are going to be back next year. They're going to be in salary cap hell again, just like they are every year. They'll try to figure something out. No first round draft pick. So they have to figure something out as far as the cap goes and the quarterback position goes. And, and I think, I think this team still has some, some couple of good years in them. Scott DeMario Davis making his first pro bowl, of his career and I'm chuckling because three years ago he was the first team AP all pro the last two seasons he's been second team AP all pro uh what took so long pro bowl and that just goes to show you how the pro bowl voting is really a sham it is and it's a shame because because it shouldn't be a pro bowl selection should be something that a guy can really hang their hat on and be a badge of honor and it's gotten to the point where you know 
Pro Bowls are, are just kind of looked at and, and guys are like, well, that's kind of cool. And it shouldn't be. It should be more than that because it should be the elite of the elite. It shouldn't be a popularity contest. It shouldn't be, well, that guy made it last year, so let's just send him again. And that's on everybody, fans, coaches, players. I sat in those rooms and voted, and you don't really know who to put in, so you vote for the guy who, who's been there a ton. And unfortunately, DeMario got caught in that the past few years. I don't, I don't even know how, even with that excuse, because he's been phenomenal since 2018. He should have been in almost every single year, and, and it, it really is a shame. And just other guys this year, Christian McCaffrey leads in total yardage. He doesn't go over Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, who doesn't even start. And then T.J. Watt, who's a phenomenal player, but has missed a ton of time, goes in the AFC. It's a shame because the Pro Bowl should those, – those votes in should mean a lot more than they do. Scott, I know you have great um, love for uh, JV, Jonathan Vilma, but how, how would you have liked to have played with DeMario Davis as well? Oh, my, I've said DeMario is, is absolutely phenomenal, and he'll go down as one of the greatest Saints players ever, and, and you can put him right up there with greatest linebackers ever. Like you, you compare him, and Ricky was a completely different type of player and what he did, and obviously the sacks and the stats are going to be way skewed for Ricky, but DeMario Davis, you talk about a reemergence, and, and, and when he came to New Orleans, we always knew he could tackle because his stats said that, but when he got there, the way he covered, the way he blitzes, and just became so well-rounded, and and everything he did from a team standpoint and a leadership standpoint, it would have been awesome to be in a room with a guy like that. And fortunately for me, being in the media, I've been able to talk to Mario a few times, and and I've been one of the first guys to tell him a few years ago. I was like, hey man, I enjoy watching you play. It, it is, I enjoy watching everything you do off the field, but watching everything you do on the field as well because you play the game the right way. So it's been a lot of fun. He's something else. I mean, I, I think you can make the argument in terms of free agents. Uh, acquisitions in Saints history. He's number two right behind Drew Brees. I'm talking about free agents. Jonathan Vilma was a trade. He, he was big too. Uh, but I think as far as free agent pickups, he's right up there. And that's no disrespect for you because I know you were you were traded for as well. But, man, uh, what an impact he's had. Uh, what do you make of the uh, the young linebackers, Pete Werner and Caden Ellis? Been pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, I knew Pete was a good player. I think he's exceeded expectations already. Now, he was drafted high, so they had big expectations for him. But an injury-riddled rookie year, so your expectations drop off a little bit. But, man, he was the defensive MVP of this team. We just talked about DeMario and how great he is. Pete was playing probably better than him early in the year. It's unfortunate when young guys get hurt and they lose that momentum. Uh, hopefully he can come back, and if he's not healthy, he probably shouldn't come back. So he has been phenomenal. Everything I talked about DeMario, being able to blitz and cover and play in space, Pete, he's done all those things just as good. I mean, he's been a phenomenal athlete. And then Caden Ellis. How can you not root for this guy? He is the third linebacker, and really it's a two-linebacker league anymore when you talk about all the nickel play. Caden comes in and picks up right where Pete left off, showed that he can be a dynamic blitzer and a dynamic cover guy. And the thing I'm excited about Caden is, is we know how free agency works. It's going to be hard to keep everybody. He's, he's made a lot of money. He really has. He's going to hit free agency, and there's going to be teams offering him a lot of money. And if it's not in New Orleans, he's going to have a chance to start somewhere. Visiting with Scott Shanley, Super Bowl champion, played linebacker in the NFL for 10 seasons. And – Scott, do you think that the Saints are going to be able to solve their future quarterback um, dilemma this year, or do you think this could be a couple of years in the making? Uh, yeah, it, if you held my feet to the fire, I would say, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a couple of years in the making because a couple of reasons. When you don't have a first-round pick, and of all years not to have a first-round pick, it's just devastating this year. It's hard to build the draft capital, capital up to get up to that point and get up there and grab one of those guys, you're going to have to give away a ton of things. And I just don't know if you even have that to give away. And I don't know if there's a guy up there that you would be willing to, to trade a bunch of players and draft picks for. So 
I don't think it's going to happen this year. And, you know, the other reason I don't think it's going to happen is because I think Russell Wilson kind of kind of ruined it last year <laughs> when Denver gave all that up for him. Now, listen, if Aaron Rodgers or somebody's dangling out there and Saints want to go all in, I, I'm not putting it past him to go all in. But I think the Russell Wilson trade kind of scared a lot of teams off from doing that this offseason. Scott, um, Sean Payton – could be back in the league next year. What, what if you're Mickey Loomis? What are you demanding in compensation? Should he want to get back into coaching? Uh, and, and look, everybody's talking about Carolina. They're not trading him in the division. They're just not unless unless Carolina gives up, you know, three first round picks. But w- what's the compensation that you would ask for? Well, I'm starting at two ones. I, I am. I think there's teams out there that teams that have franchise quarterbacks because everybody nobody wants to give up a one because they're always worried about if they don't have a quarterback we need to use that first round pick because we're going to need a quarterback i think you start at two ones and that's the minimum because i really believe there's somebody out there that would do it if the, if the la chargers don't make the playoffs or they get bounced early there's tons of teams out there that i think can mortgage two first round picks for a guy like sean payton so i would start at two ones and that would be the minimum listen john gruden got two ones um going to tampa bay and he wasn't he didn't win a super bowl uh, Sean Payton has a Super Bowl <laughs> on his resume. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I say you start off at two ones. It may turn into two ones and two threes, or two ones and two fours. Because I believe there there will be a bidding war for Sean and the Saints. You own Sean Payton's rights. You have all the leverage. If you want to rebuild this thing in a hurry, and just like we talked about the quarterback issue you have right now, the fastest way to get back in the market to get that position fixed is by using by using your Hall of Fame head coach as some leverage. Have you talked to Sean since he's in quote unquote retirement? I just texted with him a few times, but nothing too in detail. Just told him how great a job he's doing. He's doing a great job on Fox. I really enjoy seeing his insight on there and seeing some of the things that he said to us as players and stood in front of our teams. And you can see those same things come out on TV. I think he's doing a great job. But I do think he has the itch to get back into coaching. And, and honestly, I think that's there's a, there's a team out there that would really benefit from him being in front of a room. You know what I noticed about Sean covering him all these years? Real quick, I know we got to go to a break, but – you know, whenever he'd go to the podium, he'd have his practice plan all furled up, curled up, you know, into a, into a roll. He's he did he does the same thing on Fox. He whenever he's got his hand, he has to like curl it up into a, into a roll, basically. And I'm like, yeah, it just must be a force of habit. I don't know. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I've noticed that. He's gonna, he's going to have the big play card out there pretty soon. But I'll tell you, Sean always told us the one thing you're going to miss about the game, coaches and players, you're going to miss the itinerary. You're going to be you're going to be miss when we hand you a piece of paper and tell you where to go and so you can read off it and know what to do. And I think that's built in Sean. He he really enjoys that part of the game, the itinerary part, the organization part, and that's just built in him. Yeah, look, I can relate. I, I did that for four years in the Marine Corps. I was told everywhere to go at, at every moment notice, and I, 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 you miss it. <laughs> I miss, I miss having my my days planned out for me. Scott, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Have a merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a blessed twenty twenty three. Same to you, Scott Shanley. Saints Super Bowl champion played linebacker in the NFL for ten seasons. Saints and LSU analyst for your view Gulf Sports, Gulf South Sports. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.